All right, Christchurch. Hey, Upper Room, glad to have you back, by the way. Uh, If you've not tried the Upper Room, hope you will someday. Great opportunity to worship up there uh, as well. I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at uh, Christchurch, and uh, we're kicking off a new series titled uh, Made for Mondays. We just spent uh, all summer uh, going through the New Testament. Remember? Went through the New Testament, and uh, as part of that, looking at how uh, God has this large story that he's working at, and then we participate uh, in that story. So we're going to follow that up now uh, with this series, Made for Mondays, to try to understand the important work that we have uh, as we do our jobs uh, in accomplishing the story, right? And so really building on. And uh, hopefully you're prepared for it. We tried to get you all set for the series. We got t-shirts available. How many already hit the M&M's? Nice. Good. We're doing everything we can to get it to you, right? M&M means what? M&M made for Mondays. Good. Every angle we can to try to get this into your head that you're made for, uh, that you're made for Mondays, right? Uh, a lot of us probably know uh, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, we like the Friday. Thank God, thank God it's, uh, it's Friday. But there actually exists TGIM. I did some research. It's actually in the Urban Dictionary. Uh, and it's something people say when they're out of school and jobless and don't have any time restrictions. So Monday is the same as, uh, same as every day for them. And the Urban Dictionary says it's a five-day weekend, a year-round holiday. What do you think of that, right? Hey, what we want you to do by the end of this series is uh, we want you to say, thank God it's Monday, right? So often in our culture, we say, thank God it's Friday. We look to the weekend, but then Monday comes around, and it's like, oh, man, right? Got to go back. Got money. Now, as a Christ follower, we want you to understand uh, we, we operate on a different cycle, right? We operate on a different cycle, and that cycle as a Christ follower allows us to look forward to the opportunity of Monday. Uh, Jesus really lays that out for us, helps us understand that, uh, because he lays out an important principle. If you're already a Christ follower, you've got to make sure you get a hold of, right? Uh, and, and a simple thing, but straightforward, is you have, as a Christ follower, what Monday needs. If you're already walking with Christ, you, you have what is absolutely necessary for Monday and what the Monday world needs. While everybody else in the world who doesn't know Christ is in that drudgery mode, you you enter into the world with a whole new perspective, a whole new idea about what Monday really is all about. Let me show that to you. It's out of John uh, 17, uh, and this is when Jesus is praying to the Father. It's just before he's going to experience uh, his being arrested and going through the cross experience. And uh, so he's in, in uh, urgent prayer, and he's praying uh, not simply about himself, uh, but he's praying for his followers, and in particular, he's equally praying for each one of us, right? He's praying for you. Jesus is praying for you in this experience. Uh, after saying these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. So he's getting ready for the cross. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. Now notice the next line. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. All right, Christ follower, did you pick that one up? You, you realize what he just told you, right? 
He just told you that he's got all authority, and as part of that authority, he has already given you, as a Christ follower, he has already given you eternity. It's yours. It's secure. It's unchanging. It cannot be taken away from you. It is his guarantee. He's saying that what his work is about to accomplish, what the glory he's going to bring to the Father, the work he's going to do now is going to accomplish for you what you can't do for yourself. As an outcome of that, he is guaranteeing you eternity. It is yours. It is now. It's yours. Let that sink in. Does it change your perspective about Monday when you know your eternity is absolutely secure? Let me ask it this way. If the week before the Kentucky Derby, you knew which horse was going to win the Derby, if you had an absolute guarantee without question or doubt that you knew which horse would win the Kentucky Derby? Would it change the way you approach the Kentucky Derby? Bet the house, baby. Amen? I mean, if you knew, it's a sure thing. It cannot be changed. Wouldn't it change the way you look at the experience and the opportunity itself? It's kickoff Sunday. NFL, here we go. If you knew already which team was going to win the Super Bowl this year, you don't, by the way. If you knew already which team was going to win the Super Bowl, done deal, sure thing, you knew, would it change the way you viewed and experienced this year's football season? How many times have you recorded the game and said, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, somebody told me. Did it change the way you watch the game? You see, if you're a Christ follower already and you know that your security in heaven is absolutely sure, it changes the way you view Monday. Because you know nothing's going to happen in Monday that will change the outcome of your life with Christ for eternity. You know nothing's going to happen in Monday that is going to take away from you, snatch away from you the security of that promise of eternity with Christ. And eternity, by the way, is a long time. And the life we live is pretty short. Doesn't it change how you view the opportunity of Monday because you know already your eternity is secure? Monday. Monday becomes a whole different opportunity. Now, if you're not a Christ follower yet, um, boy, I want to tell you, I hope you take the invitation. And it's not that hard. Jesus does all the work. His grace accomplishes it all for us, right? It's really in the next line of Scripture in verse 3 there. It says, and this is the way, this is the way to have eternal life. This is the way you get that security. 
to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one that was sent to earth. If you're not there yet, I want to invite you to get there. I want to invite you today to let the grace of God just overwhelm you. Let him free you from everything that was yesterday so that you can live a new Monday. Because God has great things in store for Monday. And he's got eternity waiting for you. And when eternity is waiting, Monday takes on a whole new perspective. And Jesus does all the work. It's a gift that he gives us. It is his work. He says in verse 4, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing what? Completing the work. You see that? Completing the work that you gave me to do. You see, the Father gave him the work. The Father gave him the task, gave him the work of accomplishing our salvation, and then some. He says, now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, all a gift, for, now notice the next one, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. What did Jesus do? What was his work? Well, his work was to accomplish the glory to the Father, of accomplishing the cross and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins and the opportunity of our eternity, the security of our eternity, and to pass on to us the work that he was doing, to pass on to us the same opportunity to live a life that brings glory to God to do a work that's even higher and greater than our job. That while we do our jobs, to do a work that is even of higher and greater value, of eternal value. He says, they don't belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, what is he doing? I am sending who? You see, what the, see what's going on? He had a work, and part of that work was to give us the opportunity for not just to secure eternity, but to use our lives for the greatest work we could possibly do to bring glory to the Father by telling other people about Jesus and creating the opportunity for them to experience the same eternity. You see, he did his work, and now he gives us the benefit of that work, and he passes on to us the opportunity of stepping into his shoes and accomplishing the work of sharing him with other people. You see, you may have a job, and that job may fill up your week, but you have a higher, more important work. And that work is the highest use of your life to bring Christ into the lives of other people and eternity that you already know. 
That's why Paul, as he looked at his life, as he looked at the way he spent his life, and we just finished talking about Paul a few weeks ago, right? He says, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. You see, we have a work, not just a job that we do, but we have a work that is more important than any job that we do. Paul says, but we continue to preach uh, because we have seen the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke, right? Our work, our work, our Mondays are significant because Mondays are the opportunities to do the work. Not a job, but do the work. So around Christ Church, we have a couple phrases, right? We say we're a church for people that aren't here yet, but we also say lifting lives, elevating Christ. You see, what we do on Sunday is elevate Christ. Why? So on Monday, we can lift lives. We gather in this room every week, right? We gather in the upper room every week. We gather together and we sing, we pray, we experience the presence of Christ at the table. We do all that stuff to elevate, bring glory to the Father, to elevate Christ and equip ourselves for Monday to lift lives. You see, the reality is, if you're a Christ follower and your eternity is secure, it means you are now made for Mondays. You're made to make a difference on Mondays. How's that happen? Well, TGIF, only not thank God it's Friday, but the opportunity today, God is first. How's that one for a little switch? Huh? Next time you hear TGIF, thank God, put God first, right? Yes, absolutely. Today, God is first. That's what happens to us. When, when we follow Christ and we know our, secure, our eternity is secure, everything changes. And we just live that life that says, hey, you know what? No matter what day it is, Monday or Wednesday or Friday, today, God first. Paul says it this way. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. That's eternity security, right? You see that? Same thing from Paul. Eternity security right there. Verse 15. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive what? More and more glory. What's our job? What's our work? to put God first and to bring him into the lives of other people because that's how he receives glory. When more and more people experience the truth and their, their eternity becomes secure, that is our work. Now, we have jobs, but in those jobs, our work, our highest and greatest use of our life is accomplishing the work of expanding the kingdom He says, work willingly at whatever you do, whatever your job is, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, eternity, and that the master you are serving is who? So when you're on your job, it's not just about doing a good job because you're working for the Lord. When you're on your job, you're at work in the kingdom. That that when you're out there on Monday... You are made to be in that place. But you're made to be in that place not to just accomplish a job, not just to accomplish provision for yourself or your family. You are made for Mondays because your work is to extend Christ into that place. 
You see, have you ever thought about your Monday? Have you ever thought about your Monday and the job that God has you in as the exact place God wants you to be to speak his name? That your job is the exact place where he has put you into ministry to bring glory to him. You see, we may have our jobs, but in our jobs, we have our work. And so Paul says, work with enthusiasm as though you are working, what? For the Lord rather than for people. When you're in your job, the truth is you're working for the kingdom. This is our work. He says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives us the right answers. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Three, commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. You see, when we're in our jobs, our highest and first commitment is to our kingdom work. Our highest and first commitment is to our kingdom work. Now, for those of you that have gray hair like I do, and uh, maybe in that place where you say, well, wait a minute, Pastor, I don't have a job anymore. I'm retired. Here's the truth about kingdom work. There is no retirement from kingdom work. There's no retirement from kingdom work. It says, now that I'm old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Did you notice something in what he said there? Now that I'm old and gray, okay, don't abandon me. Yep, yep. Let me do what? Let me proclaim your power to who? To this? Think about this. We are losing the next generation as followers of Christ. You'll see some stats in a minute. We're losing the next generation. Who did the psalmist say has a great opportunity to reach the next generation? The folks that are retired. If you're retired out there, you have an incredible opportunity to reach the next generation. You say, wait, come on, they're young people. I'm old. I got gray hair. How could I reach young people? Because you have what they need. You have time. You have time. Time to invest in a relationship. That's what these young people need. They need somebody who comes alongside them and says they care about them and they love them and they're willing to give time and walk with them. If you're retired, you have the greatest opportunity to reach a new generation. You should be taking the lead. If you're not serving back there in the children's ministry and our youth ministry, you are missing a huge God-given opportunity. Because you have that opportunity. You have the time to invest in a relationship. Okay, did I preach enough on that? It's really true. It's really true. There is no retirement. Don't miss the opportunity. Bottom line for all of us, what? We are called to Monday, right? We, we elevate Christ on Sunday so that we can lift lives on Monday. Paul says, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, I beg you, lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. You see, this is what God does. When our security of eternity is there, our Mondays take on a whole new perspective because we have the work of being able to be the, the advanced team for the kingdom of heaven. And we know that's our highest calling. 
That's what God calls us to do. And he may place us in a job, but it's in that job that we have that opportunity to fulfill our calling, right? How do we do that? You're going to say, oh, okay, I get it, Pastor. I'm called, but I mean, I don't understand how to do that. Well, that's why the church is here, is to equip you to do that. In these weeks, we're going to talk about how do you do that? How do you fulfill your calling in your job of doing the work of the kingdom of heaven? That's what we're supposed to do. Paul says in Ephesians, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Yay, pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to do what? Is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. What am I supposed to do? What's Pastor Andrew supposed to do? What's the team at Christ Church supposed to do? Equip you to make a difference on Monday. That's our job, is to equip you to make a difference on Monday. Because while Sunday is awesome, and we love Sunday, I love Sunday, right? And we're going to give you our best every single Sunday. But we give our best every single Sunday because what really matters is Monday. Monday is when you are out in the mission field. It's when you're out there able to influence people's lives for Christ. This should not surprise us. Look at the life of Jesus. Look at his ministry. Where did he do and accomplish most of his ministry? If you walk through the scriptures, you go through the gospels, uh, it's, it, it's clear, it's obvious where he did most of his work. And it was in the workplace. 50% of his life, he worked as a carpenter. He understands the workplace. If you go and look at his 132 public appearances, of those 132 public appearances, 122 of them took place where? Out at somebody's job, in the workplace. If you look at the parables he told, he told 52 of them, 45 of those parables used images that reflected the context of the workplace. Why? We elevate Christ on Sunday, but we lift lives on Monday. We were made to do our job, yes, but we we're made to do our work for the kingdom on Monday. Why do we need to do it? Here's a reality check for we folks who live in North America. North America is the only continent in the world where Christianity is declining. Do you know that? North America is the only continent in the world where Christianity is in decline as a percentage of the population. And as that decline happens, the majority of that decline is taking place in the new generation, in the under 30 generation. That's from the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life on their report. That most of the percentage of that is people 30 and under claim no affiliation, no relationship with Christ or with the church. We're losing the next generation. This one should blow you away if you haven't heard it before. It means that North America now, where you live, where you work on Monday, is the third largest mission field in the world. China and India, and then North America. We're the third largest mission field in the world. Where do we need to do our work? On Monday. On Monday. And it's exactly what Jesus asked us to pray for, right? 
he asked us to pray for the opportunity of Monday. He says, the harvest is great, the workers are few, so pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers where? Into Monday. Into the fields. Send us into Monday. Because we elevate Christ on Sunday, but we lift lives on Monday. You see, if you're already a Christ follower, you've got a work. Your eternity is secure. You don't have to worry about that. So you can be busy in the work of bringing glory to the Father and extending Christ into somebody else's life. And where your job is, this is where God has placed you to do that work. And we got plenty of work to do because North America is the third largest mission field in the world. And we just need to get equipped and pray that God would send us into Monday. The rest of the series, we're going to try to equip you up because we believe, we absolutely know, you were made for Mondays. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thanks uh, because you did not choose to leave us alone. But uh, you not only came into the world and uh, accomplished your work and uh, gave us security of, of eternity, but you gave us uh, this work to be your people in the world, to be in the harvest fields. Lord, we, we just need to be convinced today that we were made for Mondays. And uh, we can come to you this morning and elevate you, and we can let go of everything that was last week. Uh, we can know the forgiveness that only you can give. And, and just let go of last week. And because it's Sunday, receive that good news and get ready for Monday. Get anxious for Monday. Get eager for Monday. Because Monday is the place where you work. So encourage us now, strengthen us, help us to just take hold of this series and everything it's going to teach us and uh, lead us in that path so that we would welcome every Monday as the opportunity to do the work. We pray in Jesus' precious name.